Hello, hello, and welcome back to Uneducated, the show where we feel dumb so you don't have to. I'm your host, Cami Scott, and today I am joined by the one and only Taryn Arnold. We are going to discuss our home buying process. We've gotten so many questions of people just being clueless on how to buy a house. And you know what? We too were clueless on how to buy a house. A little disclaimer, this was our home buying process. It is different for everyone. There are different ways to do it. We also are very aware that this is coming from a place of privilege. It is really hard buying a house and it's a big financial burden and we have been really lucky to also have some aid from our family. Um, We'll get into all that, but just wanted to say that little disclaimer. So enjoy. Okay, so I know a lot of you have a lot of questions and concerns and... I don't even know what to call it. A lot of you have been like, why the hell are you guys buying a house before getting married? Which is very ironic that there is now a Netflix show called (laughs) Marriage or Mortgage. Which which we binged and the whole time we're like, who ever would pick marriage? While we're watching the show, we've been team marriage a couple times. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't seen the show yet, it's not really about which one obviously buying a house is a better investment than a big wedding it's not like these people can still get married they're just not having the wedding but mortgage or wedding doesn't have the same ring to it it's more about like what is worth getting more free stuff for because each of the people it's like a love it or list list it thing each person brings like i got you this free thing and that free thing thing and obviously there's more free things with a wedding yeah in the show Mm. for sure because we we got like a fridge oh we did get a fridge which i guess hasn't been free because we've already spent money on it oh god y'all yeah we are gonna get into the hidden expenses which i thought i was fully prepared for but i wasn't no no so let's start from the beginning i was a baby (laughs) when i was a wee little baby when i was a baby (laughs) um taryn and i for a really long time had just been talking about how annoying it is to pay such high rent. If you, I mean, if you rent at all, but especially in Southern California, it's ridiculous, especially as we were renting a home. It's just, it's insane. We were spending the same in rent basically as what we pay for our mortgage right now. Mm -hmm. And that didn't sit well with us to like be throwing money at something and not getting not putting it into an investment. I think we both are very conscious of our finances and that felt stupid. <laughs> I'm not even very conscious of my finances. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's just for that expense to be so massive and to be giving it to someone else every month. Mm-hmm. I was like, this feels really awful. Yeah. And we were renting a house. So it's not like we had this like apartment or a condo with like a gym and a pool and like all these amenities. It yeah. was like, our house, we could have bought the house that we were in. And so it felt really silly to be renting. It just felt silly. It was like soul crushing kind of. I think that's when it really hit with me where it was like, okay, this house that I'm renting, looking it up on the market, it's similar to what I think we can afford or what I would want to pay. And that mortgage rate would be the same. And it was like, wait, why am I, why am I doing all the same things, but not, not paying towards that mortgage? So we didn't have like a, at that moment, like a sit down, we are buying a home, but we just started browsing. I mean, we even browsed other places to rent in order to save money. Mm -hmm. We just like, we, we got the ball rolling. We were on like Redfin, Zillow, truly all of them, all the things. And my mom's best friend is a realtor and she helped my brother and his wife find a house in Orange County. So... I thought that was like a good way to us for us to like dip our toe. It was like, oh, it's someone we know. We are not going to look stupid and we're not going to disappoint her if we don't get a house or if we're not, if we like push the gas and the brakes over and over again, Mm -hmm. just because I've traveled with her a million times. Like she thinks I'm her daughter. It was very easy (laughs) um, to work with her. But yeah, so I I think, yes, we went into it very slowly Mm -hmm. um, and then things took a turn. Yeah, I think... Exactly. We had family friends who were giving us info. We had no idea what it meant to buy a house. So we were really just trying to educate ourselves and learn. Mm -hmm. And from there, 
it turned into going to view homes. And because the market everywhere, but especially in LA right now, is so insane, you're not just like browsing and thinking about it. Maybe I'll put an offer. It's like you're either going and you're getting it or you're not. So yeah, we were just trying to educate ourselves. And then it turned into seeing a lot of houses that we actually really loved and could really see ourselves in. And I think that's when it all started to get very serious. Before then, we didn't really even know our budget. We were, we guessed. We were like, um, I think with a 20% down payment, we could swing this. And then once we started seeing homes that we actually loved, we got serious and started crunching numbers. Yeah. And I think the best way that we looked at it so that it wasn't stressful for us was that it was like more of an experiment. Mm-hmm. We were very like just curious about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's a place of privilege because we had a great home we were living in. Like we we were okay. It's not like we needed to go move or buy a home or do anything. Um, so we were in a cool position where we were able to be like, let's just dip our toe and mm-hmm. see what we kind of like. Before we get into budgeting, I want to talk about how you and I decided yeah. to go into a house and buy it together when we're not married. Because I've just gotten this question so many times. And I think I think this, this was an evolving conversation as we were looking and as it got more serious. Mm-hmm. But we got to a point, like I had already said, we were wasting our money and we wanted to make an investment. And we kind of saw this as an investment. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Like, when, I mean, the, well, we'll talk about this later, but when you're paying your mortgage, you're paying back something that you're owning, basically. So at the end of this, we will own this home mm-hmm. when our mortgage is done and when our loan is paid back. When you're paying rent, you are paying someone else that money. That's, that's going away. And when you're paying towards a home, you're paying towards something that you own. When we fix a window or get our garage door renewed or whatever, we are just bit buying into a thing that's going to make us more money when we sell it one day. So we were both looking at it that way. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it could be a cool investment for us. Um, I think, or maybe just for me, well, I know for you too, but I don't want to speak for you. I'll let you say it. (laughs) Um, I think we will be together forever. I hope we'll be together forever. (laughs) Um, I would not have done this with anyone that I had an inkling. I would not be with this person forever. So don't do that. <laughs> That's spooky. Yeah. Like this wasn't just an investment where we were like, oh, this could be a cool thing. Like even if we're just friends, we'll have an investment together. We obviously, we went into it thinking, okay, we are going to live here for quite a long time together. Probably get married while we live here. Probably start a family and have babies while we live here. But when thinking about the downside, the what ifs, which we have absolutely talked about and considered, if we weren't to stay together we have a plan to sort that out. We have a plan of you own this much, I own this much, which we will get into when we go into the finances later, like how we split percentage of who owns what at this moment. Um, Because it's not 50-50, I know, spoiler, you're going to have to keep listening. Um, But yeah, so we, we went into this thinking that it's going to be, we will get married and that's all fine and this is a good investment now. But it, it's not the end of the world if we don't last for the house. For us, I would, my, please don't leave me, I'll die. Um, but for the house sake, we have that in plan where it would just be splitting finances. It's not the end of the world. It wouldn't be like a battle of who keeps the house. It would be sell the house. This is how much money we got back from the house after paying the rest of the mortgage. Here's your part. Here's my part. Cool. Tip number one, dare I say, in all of this is we're talking very casually about it. Like, oh, you know, if things didn't work out, it wouldn't be that bad. Like, it's fine, whatever. We are sure we are getting married. (laughs) Like, we want to get married. And you're looking at me like you would like a confirmation. Yes. Yes. I'm proposing. Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That'd be so cute though. That would be cute. Oh my that God. Really and you would have it on. Camera. I know I'm not, but, um, I hope not in this outfit. Jesus. Yeah. We, we do not do this. Do not buy a house with someone or make a large investment unless you are planning to spend the rest of your life with them. We don't do this with your Tinder dates. 
No, and don't, I mean, and there are other people that you've dated and that I've dated that I could see a world in which we would have gone down that route been like, no, I'm just saying like, we're speak for yourself there. Oh, good Lord. I'm just saying where rent could have been like a conversation, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you care about investments and it's like, should we do this? Should we not? But I know in my head and I knew in my head, I'm not going to make an investment like that with you. It's going to be messy. Oh, hundred percent. This will not work out. Yes. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. With you, I don't have that fear. And that's the only reason that I would do it. Yeah. And then on top of all it. of that, we have backups in place of what we would do. We've had those. It's not fun to sit down and be like, so what do we do if we don't stay together? Because you, I mean, you don't go into a relationship thinking that. You don't go into things thinking that. However, when you're making this big of an investment, you have to have those conversations. And if you aren't comfortable enough or in a place where you can have those conversations comfortably I don't think you're ready to buy a house and Mm -hmm. jump into things that are so financially binding together great point if you can't have those conversations like it wasn't sad or difficult or awkward it was just like yeah what do we do here Mm -hmm. and it was like we were both very level-headed and wanting to protect each other in those situations and that's made me even more sure that this was a healthy situation agreed Okay, well, now that we did that spiel, so leave us alone. Back to the process. So yeah, we were just casually looking, started seeing homes that we really liked, and started looking at our finances. I have gotten a million questions on budgeting and how you know how much you can afford. This is going to be different for everyone. With budgeting your finances, that's a topic for a whole separate day. However. Typically, when buying a home, you put 20% of the purchase value down in cash that you have, that you and your significant other or whoever, if you're having like a parent help you, put down. And then the other 80% comes from a loan. Now, there's alternatives to this. You can put more down so you don't have such a big loan to pay back, um, which can help in the long run because you would pay less interest. There's a lot of programs. There's a lot of ways that you can pay less than 20%. Mm-hmm. I've never felt comfortable with that because in my head, if I can't pay the 20% now, one, you're going to long-term, you're going to pay way much, way more for the home because of interest rates. But I've been the type of person where I don't like to put something on a credit card that I can't immediately pay off. Again, I understand that that's a very privileged point to come from, but I'm talking about like buying a, t- a tank top from Forever 21 when I was... 18. Like I'm not going to buy that if I don't have the funds immediately available. And I felt the same way with the house, especially last year was a hard year financially. Both of our jobs changed so much. Um, so yeah, for our specific situation, we have an 80% loan, 20% down roughly. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we did not know any of this going in. I cannot express that enough. It, when Cam's talking about it, it sounds like we knew what we were doing. Um, <laughs> we had no idea. So much of this is spent Googling, talking to our parents, realtor friends, friends that have bought homes. Like we really were throwing spaghetti at the wall and just being like, is anything going to stick? It's like, so does confusing. anything make sense? We felt stupid every day asking every adult in our life. Like I felt like a 10 year old. 100%. <laughs> um, so when people are asking, how did you have, let's pretend, how did you have a million dollars to buy a home? How does anybody have a million dollars to buy a home? Nobody, that's not true. (laughs) People have a million dollars. We don't have a million dollars. You put down, you get a loan, and then you put down the cash that you do have, and that's normally at 20%. So pretend the house is a million dollars. You're putting down $200,000 when you buy the house, and then the loan takes the rest. Exactly. So when you're ready to buy a house and you're thinking about buying a house, there are a few steps that you're going to want to do before you're going, before you're looking at homes and especially in this competitive market right now, because things go so quickly. I think the really two big keys for us, we're having an incredible realtor, an incredible lending agent. As Taryn mentioned, our realtor originally was a family friend who was incredible. She's so amazing. She taught us so much. However, we noticed that it was a little bit, she's based in Orange County and we're up in LA and it was just difficult. There's so many COVID protocols. So you like could just pop into an open house. Everything was on a schedule. So we ended up switching realtors and I'm going to let Taryn tell you how we found our current one. (laughs) 
it's funny because we originally kind of she was kind of on our shit list a little bit because Vanessa we love you Vanessa we love you (laughs) we owe you our lives but um she was on our shit list because we kept we made two offers with our first realtor and um the first offer we thought we had it we were so naive we were so proud and excited and all this stuff everyone's like you don't get your first house and we're like we're gonna change it and the the (laughs) realtor or the person that was selling the home was Vanessa Yan. Okay. She was the one who was representing the seller. And she was representing every house that we like. Yeah. Every single house that was cute that was in the areas that we like, she's representing. And or purchase or being the buying agent. hundred percent. And so <laughs> she's just behind everything and we're losing out on all these homes that we love or we'll like I don't know. It was just so frustrating. And we started looking at this girl's Instagram. And I'm like, oh God, she's put up a new house again. It's so cute. Like, ugh, we're never Every day gonna it was get like, it. buy, sold, buy, sold. We're like, oh, Vanessa. Vanessa Yan. <laughs> um, and then when we started talking about maybe we should try to get a local realtor, um, I was like, babe, I'm going to DM her. I DM'd her. She responded right away, said she wanted to work with us. And from the day. You sent the DM. That I sent the DM. To the day that we got the house was a week. So the day our offer was accepted. <laughs> a week. Yeah. That's actually unheard. It's yeah, it's actually insane how quickly this process went. Um if you are in the LA area, she specializes she specializes on the east side. I'm going to put Vanessa's info in the show notes because if you need somebody to like pull out all the stops to get a house, she will get it. Just to a little spoiler on how we got our house. I'm sure most of you have heard all of the offers were already due. They were countering a bunch of the people already. Mm-hmm. And because Vanessa knew the selling agent, she swooped us in. We got a tour of the house. I just had a flashback of touring this house. That's where mm-hmm. we're sitting here. We toured the house and within, I think it was two hours we had to put our offer in and we got the house. <laughs> like she's yeah. insane. She's so good. And she just know like, the power of a good realtor is goes from making the experience really awful and stressful to just stressful, <laughs> like slightly yeah. le- no, no awful and slightly less stress, but regardless, the experience is stressful. So you kind of got to be ready for that. Yeah. And on top of having Vanessa, the other thing I, I literally I, having your realtor, I was like, I can go on Zillow. I can find our houses. I got this. Like I've watched HGTV too many times. I was so wrong. I didn't realize not only what goes into it in getting the house, but then after it, the paperwork, the inspections, like it is such an insane process. And I don't think Vanessa is a typical, typical realtor who like, she was, she was like our mom. She really 100%. walked us through it. And ha- like to this day we can text her and she's amazing. But on top of Vanessa, we have Anna who is our lending agent. Mm-hmm. And again, I thought it was like, you call or you go into the bank and you're like, hey, here's my info. I want to get a loan out so I can have a house. No, no, no. It's so complicated. It's so stressful. And Anna was, again, second mom. Mm -hmm. Incredible. She was so amazing through the whole process. So reach out to your network, people in your neighborhood, people in the area you want to buy in and get recommendations. Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't go off of their own websites, like find genuine recommendations because yeah. it is key. These people are like your family. You want them in your corner and you need them to be extremely responsive because it's so such a timely thing that has to happen. Um, yeah, that's my spiel. Vanessa, Anna, y'all are amazing. And by responsive, we mean like seconds, seconds. <laughs> I know that sounds Midnight, crazy. Two but like we would if we had a question or if there was like something like the seller needs to know in in 10 minutes what you guys think like all hands were on deck and Mm -hmm. Anna and Vanessa and like our parents and whatever everyone that needed to be there to be helpful was like yeah my like number one thing that I hope that you hear is that this is the most stressful thing that I've gone through in a really long time um yeah physically emotionally mentally like it is just very Draining. draining. Yeah, it's super draining. Um, and the roller coaster is real. Like you think you're going to get it and it's your dream home and you start thinking about how you're going to 
fix up that room and that's going to be the room where we, mm-hmm. you know, have mm-hmm. a kid or whatever. It's like you do make all these crazy leaps and then they're like, oh yeah, they went with someone else. And you're like, oh, how could they? And you like look <laughs> in the mirror and think you're house. a monster. <laughs> like, And I think we're, even though we've been in this house for about a month, we're like just now coming down from the stress of it all. With that note, and again, we're not trying to scare you guys off. I just think, I wish people talked about it in a more realistic way than be like, I bought a house and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the first time buyer, like anxiety, buyer's remorse, uncertainty, because mm-hmm. I have never been one to have buyer's remorse. Like I actually think I'm quite impulsive with most things that I do. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. It was the experience. It'll work out how it's supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. We never knew if we really wanted the house or not. Every time we put we we put in three offers, mm-hmm. four, three offers. Three. We put in three offers, and every time, like, it was so emotionally draining because it was like, do we want this house? And then you would try to envision your life there to to see if you wanted to be there, mm-hmm. and then you'd get to a point where you'd be like oh my God, I, I really want to be here. I, I see my whole life here. I have to be here. And then you wouldn't get the house. So it was like talking yourself into it and then we have to talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. And then talking to each other, we were like, what? You didn't even want that house. Why did we, why did we even put an offer on that house? You mm-hmm. lied to me. You told me it was perfect. But it was really just this like, talk yourself into it because it's not going to be perfect. I mean, unless you have unlimited funds and even then I'm sure those people don't find what they want. Mm -hmm. You've got to make compromises. So it's like talking in, talking out, talking to each other. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, (laughs) and I am so thankful that we had like our parents during that whole thing because I would call my dad and be like, I would call my dad and just be like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe I'm spending this sort of money and not getting the dream situation. And then I would fall in love with these homes that were so over our budget and be like, I think I can swing it, which I certainly could not have (laughs) swung it. Like there's no way. Double what our house costs. And my dad was always like, just like, this is your first house. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he would tell stories about his first house and how it was like, they just had to make do Mm -hmm. like it just had to be good enough. And I heard someone else say that that the the buyer's journey is like so stressful and you get you go through so many ups and downs that by the time you get the house that you get, you're kind of like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's fine. At least we got it. I'm like obsessed with our house. So yeah. yeah. But it, it felt so nice to have those people who have been through the journey. So whether this can serve as that for you or you have people in your life who have already bought homes, talk to them because a lot of the feelings made us question the process and we needed the like those advisors to tell us. Even after we saw this house, we we initially were like, okay, great. We're going to put an offer. We told Vanessa that. We're like, do it. Let's do this. Here's our offer. And then we were driving home and we were like, no, I don't think we want that house. Like it, there's like the, the front of the house we'd want to change and mm-hmm. like, yeah I don't know like we just we were so confused and then both our agent and I think your dad and your mom were kind of like what girls don't be stupid (laughs) like this house is amazing think about what you've seen for the price you want and then just know that every time you've put an offer in a house you have to go so much over the initial asking price like this is the perfect house for you guys right now and this doesn't have to be your forever home it can be your current home and it is a perfect current home. Yeah. So we needed, we needed those like advisors talking us off the ledge at many points. And when you, it's, it's hard when you start seeing homes that are like a little bit out of your budget or a lot out of your budget because you're like, you felt like they were a little because on Zillow, you just had to click a few buttons higher. Yeah. But you're like, Oh, I didn't know I needed that in my yard but now it's a necessity i need that thing in my yard or i all of a sudden need five bedrooms mm-hmm. where you're like we can't use five bed. i mean we could mm-hmm. but it's like four of them would be your closet it's just i love that yeah. but um but i guess the tip would be even if you feel like 
I don't know, for us, what made it comfortable to get this house and how we felt like this was the one is we weren't compromising on any of the things we really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like, oh, we are, it is kind of our wish list. Mm -hmm. Our nice to haves might not be here. But, but some of them are. Some, of some them things are. we didn't even know we wanted were. Totally. And then we can afford it, which mm-hmm. is the fact that First you can check. afford it is like, <laughs> that's the point. Um, yeah. And, and it, it just gave, it gives you like a nice feeling. Some of the mm-hmm. homes that we walked into and toured, you're like, I feel kind of spooky up in here. Oh even yeah. Even if the house is pretty, you're like, you we just saw some feel. some spooky vibes. Yeah. yeah. I think our biggest mistake okay. was... Because we were so lax going into it, we didn't have a clear budget. Uh-huh. We were super unsure. So I guess, yeah, let's get on to budget a little bit. Um, we were we saw kind of a wide range of homes at a different budget. And we were like, I think we could afford this. We really just hadn't sat down and taken a good look at our finances mm-hmm. and figured it out. And I... I wish we would have done that first. Like, I mean, I think we had to look to know we were really ready to buy. So it's fine. But the like, then you fall in love with houses that are like half a million dollars more than you can afford. Yeah. And then you expect that, at, but at your budget. And it's yeah. just not the reality of it. Um, so yeah, I think our biggest mistake was not knowing our for sure budget beforehand like even when we started working with our new realtor she asked like tell me your budget and tell me your like max max budget because you know you know I can squeeze a a little bit out of you but I need to know can what is our cannot go above number and even at that point we really didn't know when we finally sat down and crunched it and then figured it out and I think getting our loan and being fully approved for the loan, what you had to have in this competitive market because you they weren't even going to take your offer seriously because it could fall through if you don't get approved for your loan when there's like five cash offers on it, which is just ridiculous. Um, so knowing your budget and like, again, we can't tell you what your budget should be. Um, there are so many free online calculators to figure that out. For, for us, our mortgage is pretty much the same thing as our rent so we knew we had spent I mean there were times where I paid that rent on my own like we knew that that was a comfortable monthly payment for Mm -hmm. us for us and then of course getting the mortgage they based that off of our finances and our credit score make sure your credit's on point Um, yeah so when you're getting your loan they they ask for a million pieces of paperwork going through all your credit cards and all of your places you've lived and all your employment history and all of this stuff. And then they tell you what you qualify for mm-hmm. together. And that I think for us was really eye opening to be like, Oh, what can we afford? So if you're feeling stuck about figuring out what you can actually afford, it might be useful to go that route and work with your lender to, to help that or to have them help you figure out what's actually what you could get from the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and see if that feels comfortable for you. Yeah. Just don't like just trust what the bank's giving you they could always lend you way more than you should be paying yeah but it's but a they great look at base your record rate. and say okay based on everything we know about you we feel comfortable lending you this amount of mm-hmm. money and then you go from there and say mm-hmm. like do i feel comfortable paying that amount of money um and it look it's never going to be comfortable unless you're like extremely rich it's never going to be comfortable to buy a home like it always feels like a big purchase because it is um but if you're in a place where you can make a, you can take some of the cash that you have or take some of your investments out or whatever to invest in something that will make you money in the long term, um, and that's what you want to do, then I think that's right. But don't overextend yourself because that kind of stress, I think, it's just not worth it. Not worth it. And the first two houses that we put offers on, oh, I'm so glad we didn't get them. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't get them. We would have been so. Oh, we would have had no money. <laughs> the first two houses, like we really didn't understand our budget. No. And we were part of counters, which is like we gave our offer and then the seller goes, okay, well, mm-hmm. come back with your better offer or come back with your best offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that my mom is like extremely competitive. And so when <laughs> we would call them for their advice, she's like, oh, come on, just go up a little more. Just go up a and little more. And we're like, where are we going to get that money? And then, but in the moment, you don't 
think about it. Like you're just mm-hmm. kind of like, but I really want it. So I'm just going to, sure, I'll just say that I have it. Yeah. And I'm very happy that we did not get that. Well, that's why I think it's so important to know your budget beforehand and know that max number yeah. before you even go look at the homes. Because when you fall in love with a home, your emotions take over and it's no longer your head. And 100%. it's like, eh, we could do this. So yeah, there there is a number where it's like, I don't want to spend that, but we can and it's going to be okay. Yeah, Know that number. Because if you do get in a bidding war with somebody, you don't want to just be like, tricked into going higher than you're comfortable because then if you get it and you move in and you have to pay that and it's not comfortable you're not gonna be happy it's like you could sure you might have like the really nice bathroom now but it is not gonna not gonna help cry you to sleep (laughs) (laughs) and the amount of hidden expenses Uh, are it's actually unbelievable yeah, well, I want you expenses. to give a rundown because I got a lot of questions about like, what are the hidden expenses? What are closing costs? And it's it's going to be kind of different for everyone, but I want you to give a rundown of like, on top of what you and I both paid for our down payment, or well, you can break down all that too. You just break down the finances. Oh, Come boy. on, <laughs> my little finance guru. <laughs> well, that's a scary thing for me to break down, but here we go. Um, okay. I'll jump in if you need help. So- what you have to pay for is first your down payment that's like just to get in the door literally you're putting your down payment (laughs) down um your realtor you don't have to pay which we learned we did not know that i did know that oh i didn't think you knew that definitely knew that okay sorry i did not know (laughs) that um yeah their commission comes from the sell so that's nice you do need to pay your lender um you do need to pay closing costs which are those were terrifying it's so when (laughs) you sit you put in your offer they accept your offer great then escrow begins which i thought was just a name for like a like a period of time that happens before you get the house kind of but it's also like escrow is there's people that are escrow yeah and it's like a it's like a like a legal binding before it's like the escrow holds the money before it's just transferred because the sellers and the buyers both have to do stuff on their ends to get everything together. Yeah. But it's basically like your down payment lives with escrow. Well, kind of not until ours was for the last second, but it's just a time period to make sure everyone's side checks out. Everyone did the right thing and we're all good so that if anything did happen, the seller or the buyer could back out, yeah. essentially. So when escrow starts, you have to do like a good faith deposit, which is, I think, 15% or 20% of your money down. Of your down payment. Yeah. So you have you have to have that cash so ready. So like 15% of the 20%. Yes. Was it that much? I think so. I don't remember. So you have to put cash down, mm-hmm. send it off to escrow. Okay. Now they're doing inspections in the home, making sure everything's okay. You are paying for these inspections you can work it out with your seller oh the problem with this is a lot of these sorry I keep cutting off okay. a lot of these are negotiable with your seller however during the climate we're in most people say the buyers will pay for everything because they just want to make their offer competitive mm-hmm. um but what could be an expense and what most likely is an expense you're covering your own closing costs and the and the sellers covering their own there's two so you could work it in that you'll pay for theirs or they'll pay for yours Mm -hmm. and then all the inspections you are also typically paying for with all in all our inspections were probably thousand bucks Mm, i think more Mm. oh yeah it was probably probably like fifteen hundred two thousand dollars for all the inspections yeah because legally they have to get like six different kinds of inspections on the house and the reason they do that is to make sure everything's okay. But at the end, they provide you with a quote for the amount of work that needs done. And those are very high. So those quotes can be very spooky. So then in our case, luckily we got a credit from the seller that said, we said, hey, there's a lot that's foundationally needs work. It's not like cosmetic changes, like fixing a light bulb or whatever. It's things that are actual structural to the home or plumbing or whatever. So they credited us some money which was great Mm -hmm. um that would have been a massive expense which virtually ended up paying for our closing costs yeah 
Yes, basically ended up paying for our closing costs. So that's some of the hidden things. And then you get into the house and that's when things really pop off. And this is where I think people think when they think of hidden fees, they're like, oh, like your water pressure was really low when you moved in or like a pipe burst. Like, no, the down payments and the inspection fees and like all these little people you have to pay, that is the hidden fees. And then when you move in, you are inevitably in your first year going to find like a hundred other things wrong. Yeah, like for an example, Cam got a car, uh, car. Cam got a couch um, specially made. What's it called? Like a year ago. It wasn't custom made. It was just, uh, it was a big thing. It was like, whatever. Whatever. She got this couch <laughs> custom made. The, the point that we're saying it's custom made is that means that we couldn't return it because mm-hmm. it was like a special mm-hmm. fabric. Yeah. Um, we got it done in the last house, but in this house, we're like, we don't really need this couch, but we can't return it. So we're going to have the couch. We had to pay for someone. Impulsive purchase. To come and deliver our couch they deliver it it doesn't fit in the doorway we're like okay we couldn't have seen this coming because we literally (laughs) didn't have the house when we bought this couch then we have to pay for a uh handyman to come and try to get it in he can't do it but he says i think i can get it in through the window so then we have to pay for him to take off the window but then he saw that the windows were not installed correctly prior this wasn't in the inspections we didn't get money from the sellers of that and he says so it's not just me taking it out and putting it back in also we weren't getting scammed our our contractor is incredible highly recommended be careful of that especially if you are two ladies um but he realizes that the window is not installed correctly so it's going to cost even more money to get the couch in and then when he's reinstalling (laughs) the window he says oh looks like there's some termite damage here you're going to need to get that fixed so that was not caught on our termite inspection which means that our termite quote that we thought was just going to be one and done is now higher Mm -hmm. so imagine something like that happening and you have to get termites fixed (laughs) every time you take on a new project there are these little hidden things that we're not saying you know it's a couple hundred bucks here and there these are thousands thousands of dollars <laughs> of crazy costs. like it's it's been really expensive so if we would have bought one of those first homes that was like not just at the tip of our budget but too freaking high for us yeah we would have had no money for closing costs had no like we wouldn't have been able to do anything else i remember yeah. i was talking to my mom and she said when they bought their house like 30 years ago they didn't, they didn't have anyone telling them what closing costs cost them. So they already maxed out everything and didn't have any money after the down payment. So they went in and luckily they had, I think they were like to the dollar had just enough to pay for their closing costs and yeah. then got into the house and were like, I think they cried. They were like, we don't have money. It's terrifying. And I keep calling, you can tell that I rely on my parents for a lot. I, <laughs> I keep calling my dad being like, oh my God, we just want to do so much. The stress of what we want to do is killing me. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to fix this. I want to fix that. I want to fix this. And he's like, Taryn, you're not like flipping this home. Mm -hmm. You're not like churning and burning and like trying to get out of here. You live here. It's going to be a while. (laughs) Slow down. And if you think about, I don't know if your parents are like mine and Cam's, but they are always doing little projects on the weekend. Like, constantly fixing something or tinkering or like redoing or rehabbing some part of the house it all makes um, sense now yeah and they're like 60 years old and we're <laughs> 30 and we're thinking we're gonna get it done in a minute it's just, it just doesn't work that way yeah it does not work that way yeah my parents have lived in the same house my whole life and like put on three additions like we got to slow down and we know that. However, because we did a few projects and it showed other issues with the home, they're just expenses that come up. And yeah. and because we bought within our budget, we're able to make the changes that we want to make mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are priority, like priority changes. Which, yeah. Like Cam said, we really could not have done had we just been caught up in the chutzpah of the other <laughs> houses. So to recap, get yourself a, a good team. Agent, lender, mm-hmm. get them. They... They are yep. your holy grail. Yep. Second point, know your budget mm-hmm. and know your max, 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 max budget and do not go over it unless you have somebody who is very willing to help you and is like, well, like if your parents are buying you a home and they have wiggle room, like do what you want to do. That's your business. However, do not get sucked into paying more for a home than you want because you're already going to be paying more for a home than you want once you get the actual home. 100%.
a lot of people have questions on like how to split finances as us being in a relationship mm-hmm. and not being married. Because a lot of times like when you're in a relationship, if one person makes more money or whatever, if one person's buying into something more, you just split your finances and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Taryn and I do not split our finances mm-hmm. yet. I Well, well, well mm. yeah, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Not our income. Like, oh, oh, yeah. No, we, no. we split our expenses. We split our expenses. Yeah, we share finances, We yes. share the expenses. But our finances, it's not just like, oh, who cares that Taryn paid for the last 12 things, whatever. What's yours is mine and mine is yours. Like we, we, we share the costs of everything, but we've like, we split everything evenly. It's not like one of us is paying for something and not paying the other one back. Like we pay each other back for stuff. We yeah. use an app called Splitwise. This is it's not sponsored, best. but it's amazing. We enter in anything we buy. It's very funny because nine times out of 10, it's basically we paid the same thing. Always. It's very amazing. I think we're just like, we. I don't know. It's quite balanced. Um, But I'm sure we'll talk about this again when we get married. We'll probably just split our finances. It won't be... So it's honestly, it's kind of annoying <laughs> having to go through everything, but it's for the best. It's smart. I've been burned in the past. I think I've, I've always been very like lax with my finances and paying for others thinking that I wouldn't get taken advantage of and you can. So I think we are conscious of that for each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for this, how we split the cost of the home, um, first, Cam and I said, what can we both comfortably pay? What are we excited to pay? What do we feel like is a good amount that we can pay uh, that isn't going to leave either of us feeling super stressed about our own finances? We both came up with a number. We agreed on that number, and we both paid that same amount, which is lovely. On top of that, my parents, again, I know I'm in a privileged position. Um, my parents, instead of like paying us later when they're not here, which is so sad. Um, They have like decided to give me and my brothers money during like big milestones of our lives. So I've known for a long time that they would be wanting to give us a little bit for the house. And so that's what they did. Um, That means that since we're not married, I'm, that is a gift to me. So I technically own more More of the homes. Yeah. I own a higher percentage of the home. So if anything were to happen and if we were to ever break up and we sold the house, I would take that percentage mm-hmm. and Cam would take her percentage. We wouldn't split everything 50-50 because I technically paid more, but yeah. only because me as a conglomerate <laughs> paid more. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. yeah, if anything were to happen and we weren't married, that's how we would deal with that where Taryn would get a higher percentage of the profit that we make off of the house. Yeah. And that's it. And it was like very simple and easy. So if any of you are struggling with that, I think that is something that you have to decide with your significant other. If you're married, some people might not even want to do that if they're married, who knows? But for us, that's what we, that's what I felt comfortable with. I, because I've been burned, I wanted to make sure that Taryn was comfortable and that like you were so great I kind of felt like I was like Taryn's lawyer against myself <laughs> you were. because she at one point we I think you were coming out of the bathroom or something and you were like hey I just want to say like if you want me to sign something or like <laughs> I'm like totally down we and I was like that's so sweet you know and we then we worked it all out and talked about how it would work if anything ever happened but um I know those conversations can be uncomfortable, but like Cam said earlier, if those conversations are uncomfortable, it's not the right time to buy a home Mm -hmm. with this person. Finances, it's like this big icky thing that no one wants to talk about and it shouldn't be. It should be an easy thing with your significant other. Like you guys should be on the same page. I wholeheartedly believe that like finances with your significant other don't need to be a secret. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really weird when people are secretive about their finances. I with each other, not yeah. with the world. Yeah, yeah. But, you don't have to tell everybody. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Okay. okay. Well, we're on the same page. I hope you guys are too. Um, what else? Is there any other advice? Um, like, oh. Oh? Be, okay, so because it's a really competitive market right now, every aspect 
of your offer matters so much more, including mm. a buyer's letter, which yes. I did not know existed. Yep. And luckily, Taryn is a very gifted, talented writer. So that was a lot easier. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about the buyer's letter a little bit? So a buyer's letter is really cool because a lot of sellers don't just choose who they sell their house to um, based on the offer. A lot of people want to make sure that they're selling it to a family that they love, not love, but you know what I mean? Like somebody that they want to sell their house to. Mm -hmm. I would imagine if I was selling my car or something, I'd be like, it means something to you. You like have memories in it. You like, it's not the only thing that they're picking on, but if they're between two people and Two people are like, oh my God, I love them. They're so great. They're going to pick those people. Yeah. So your buyer's letter is basically just something that your agent sends along with your offer um, to the sellers that says who we are as a couple, who our pups are, what we like to do, what our jobs are. Um, You can focus on whatever you want in your letter. I've researched a couple before I wrote ours and some people are just like, Hello, we would love to purchase your home. We love the way that the light hit it in the daytime or whatever. <laughs> it's perfect for our kids. But ours, we made it. Ours is pretty fun. Ours is pretty fun, I'll just say. <laughs> uh, it like, I basically was just like, here are the things we love about your home. Um, here are the things that we would like to build in your home. And like, well, we also like memories. internet stocked all the sellers oh. prior. So we would like cater our buyer's letter to what we knew they would like. Like we didn't lie. We shared us, but we shared the parts of us we knew that they would love. And I did like a gay angle on our first offer letter mm-hmm. where I knew that they were chill with gay people because I really, really internet stalked them. <laughs> um, but their parents had helped them buy the house. Mm-hmm. And so I said something about like, oh, we had so, ma- so many similarities, da, da, da. And then I said, um, I-, I was worried about mentioning that we were gay in this letter, but we we looked you guys up and you guys, I, I know that you have the same kind of love in your home that, you know, whatever. Yeah. That it was very thing, cheesy and sweet. It was super cheese. Um, and they didn't pick us. So, but we got, we got counters. Someone <laughs> oh, just yeah. paid like yeah, 400,000. They loved us. They just, they were in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> I can't blame them. You greedy bitches. We were definitely the favorites. So. They're definitely watching this video right now. Probably. Um, but yeah, that's the virus letter. Yeah, and I think... Oh my God, I just got... Did you see me? I went like that. Get shocked? Oh, no, I got like an itch in my ear. And Frankie did too. Listen. I think a lot of people are concerned about people not wanting to sell to them for whatever prejudice reason that they may have. Um, And I, I was definitely scared of that in times of people being like, oh, this gay couple or these big scary dogs or whatever. They're young or they're fucking stupid (laughs) i'm so tired i did use a really old picture of riggins so she looked like this big (laughs) like we have one big dog not two yeah like we're renting from them um speaking of riggy she looks so cute right now um but for me and this might just be like my stupid positivity brain kicking in but i wanted them to know because i really felt like the house that we were meant to have, that was going to be a selling point and not a drawback for us. That they were going to like, and we never even meet them or talk to them and who knows. But I don't know, something about it was, I was like, I want, I want that house to come from like good energy. I don't want it to come from like Trump supporters. So So I don't care. I'm going to share all this info. And if that is the reason we don't get the house, that was for a reason. Yeah. So speaking of Trump energy, we did find a what an american flag drawing (laughs) (laughs) we have a little harry potter closet under the stairs and it's where their little kid played and there's like a chalkboard in there it's kind of creepy but we like we know it's not trump energy it's just it's just an american flag but for some reason (laughs) that is currently i think we were just like spooked and like looking for ghosts vibes and then we saw that and it was like whoa i have like tried to get weird vibes in here just to like see how like for a thrill like <laughs> and the only place i've been able to scare myself of is my office a little bit when i'm in it there alone spooky in there i'm not gonna stop lie stop it taryn <laughs> oh my god okay i have a man cave i'm so far away from everyone so my spies so far from the ghost the spookiest 
think the only question we didn't touch on is why LA? Why did we buy in LA? And I have a sneeze. <laughs> great for sneezes <laughs> my allergies are so much better here um I think the quick answer is we both want to be near family my family's in Pittsburgh Taryn's family is in Orange County and we don't want to live in Orange County <laughs> I, um, I wouldn't mind but I don't I don't want to live in Orange County I mean if it was the perfect house, they probably would have done it um we don't want to live in Pittsburgh I love Pittsburgh but it's just it's not the season for Pittsburgh but yeah, we, we like LA. We're on the outskirts of LA. We're on the east side of LA. It was just, it worked for us. We wanted to be like in the little suburban area of LA. Um, it just made, it just made sense for us. And it's, we know that where our house is, it is going to have such good resale value. So yeah, those are kind of like a few of the reasons why we did in the beginning go lose our goddamn minds and think we are going to move like an hour out of LA in this area called Porter Ranch because we found this really cool house. We found a house that had like a, it had a pickleball pickleball court, court, which is a very specific sport that I love. So we are like, it's perfect. We have to. It was amazing. Uh, I still kind of wonder what our life would be like had we chose that. Honestly, we would have been happy when we were at the home, but we would have zero friends. No one would come visit us. And our most exciting yeah. moments would be going down to like the Buffalo Wild Wings down the street. Are you kidding? That Whole Foods? The Whole Foods was pretty nice. I could spend some time up but there. But you have your favorite Target down the street. I do have my favorite Target. We live really <laughs> close to a really cool Target. Overall, we are <laughs> we are so happy that we bought the house. But it was the most overwhelming and stressful situation of our lives we still have a lot of stress over it like there's still a lot going on we are just now kind of settling in and figuring stuff out um it is a big massive purchase and it's okay to be confused i think we kind of felt stupid asking questions at first don't feel stupid that's what everyone on your team when you're buying a house is there for um if you guys have any more questions for us i don't know if this was helpful i hope it was let us know if you have more questions and we'll try to answer them. Mm-hmm. It, everyone's process is really different. I would just continue to research, know your budget, get your team assembled, get out there, buy that house. Cute. And have a little heart of steel Yeah, because it's tough out there. Mortgage or marriage, baby. We chose mortgage. Congrats. Congrats on your house. Congrats on your house. Do you like your wall? I love my wall. Actually, I want to do something. <laughs> of course, yeah. we do. we're gonna we're gonna go now, and we're gonna knock down the wall. <laughs> we, I wish we were like kidding, but we no, would. we're not kidding. We would. No, yeah. we're not. We are kidding. We're not. We're not. Not. Oh my god, I can't speak. I'm literally drunk off my are. mocktail. You can tell how how tired we are. We are exhausted. I feel like we just had a baby. I just yawned like four times on this. Or maybe I just say the word yawn. <laughs> we just go back and forth yawn. Frank snoring. All right, we got to go. I love you guys so much. If you're watching on YouTube, I will see you next Sunday. If you are listening on the podcast, I will speak to you next Monday. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and send th- us money. think that's it on the show, on podcast. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe and like and comment. Oh my God, I'm so tired. Goodbye. I love you guys.